you know, the, the poetry and the short stories and those things, I kind of call that the alter ego. That's Jay Michael. That's right. No, that's not, that's not Mike. Oh, well, well let me, let, let, let me introduce <laughs> you correctly. I'm sorry. I give it up for Jay Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Revelations, the place where we speak truth to power. I'm Cole Johnson, and I'm so glad you're able to join us. Well, my next guest, how can I put it? He, he's like Little Wayne. He's that real G that moves in silence, like lasagna. Uh, his sports knowledge is rich, his pen is plentiful, and his heart is golden. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nashville voice columnist, pro players, insiders, reporter, the owner of the Sports Awakening and the host of Touring the AFC South, my buddy, my friend, Mike Patton. And this is his revelation. How you doing, Mike? How's everything? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You know, you, you talked about a few things uh, that I've done over time, and I'm like, wow, man, I'm thinking back on those things, man, and their effects on my life. You know, I guess put myself out there a little bit more than what probably I usually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think you might put yourself out just a wee bit further here. So uh, what we're going to do is... For those who don't know this wonderful gentleman here, I think it's time for us to open the way. Now, open the way is when conversation starts because vulnerability enters the room. And so I have to ask this question to you. Out of all the things that I could ask you, this is one that is highest among it all. You are what is called a unicorn. And what do I mean by that? Well, I, I moved to Nashville a few years ago, so I'm a transplant. You, though, you have been born and reared here. So how was your experience growing up in Nashville? Honestly, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I started out, of course, um, my parents both moved from uh, North Nashville out here to Antioch when I was, uh, well, before I was born. And then, of course, when I was born, we moved to the house I grew up in. And, you know, from there, just being involved in sports, man, you know, in the city. I, I still can remember when the Titans first got here to Nashville and the excitement. I was a senior in high school. And before that, I mean, we had what the Predators, I believe, and yeah, just, just basically, them, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So the, the excitement was here and just watching the city grow and evolve has been interesting, uh, sometimes frustrating, but, you know, <laughs> definitely been uh, <laughs> interesting to watch and, and see happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I've, I've actually had the joy of just you know, knowing you, just looking at Nashville from your eyes, it, it's it's interesting because you get a different viewpoint of a certain city when you talk to somebody who has had his roots or her roots there. And just to have you look at the city the way that you do, it's totally different than how I do. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's an education and a half really. Uh, so, okay. You see me as a transplant. So as a native Nashvilleian, how does it feel to live in a city full of them? Honestly, <laughs> you know, there's, there's more people actually from Nashville that live here than, than what people want to give it credits for. But mm-hmm. I uh, to see all the uh, the different transplants, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the city. But, you know, it seems like sometimes the city kind of caters a little bit more to people that are moving here as opposed to the people that are actually here in general and been here. So that's kind of a little bit more of the kind of frustrating issue. But other than that, I mean, hey, it is what it is. And welcome to the city and hope you can contribute to making the city a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt that energy. And 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 hopefully I have done that in the years I've been here. Uh, all right. So Nashville gets hyped up for many things. One of them is music, obviously. Uh, but there's other things that the city is known for that seemingly many outside of the area do not know. Like it is an education hub. It is a medical hub. Uh, so I'm thinking, considering that your, your family is here and you seem to have a knowledge in so many different things that education was stressed upon you. Uh, so how important was that with your family? As far as education, um, it was definitely stressed uh, in terms of education, um, you know, just kind of a, a transparent moment. I was the first uh, in my family to graduate from, from four-year college. So, you know, it was definitely stressed to, uh, to you know, education. However, it also was stressed to use the vehicle of sports to get you to college right. and then kind of help you succeed from there. So that was one big thing my, my dad actually stressed with me growing up and Probably one of the reasons, not one, well, one of the reasons I should say that I continue to play sports as long as I did growing up. Yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely talk about uh, your uh, sports prowess, <laughs> both <laughs> on the on the field and with the pen, definitely uh, a little later because uh, I always found that interesting about you too, and I never really got into all of that. Uh, so, what kind of things drew you uh, as a child? What what type of interest did you have? when you were growing up? Honestly, I, I had a lot of interest in just sports. I, I really loved watching sports, loved talking sports. I mean, WGN is probably the reason that I have any of uh, uh, two of the three teams that I, I love watching in terms of teams that I follow in terms of the Cubs and the Chicago Bulls was because of WGN. So, <laughs> And actually, you know, I learned how to watch Wimbledon and learned how to understand tennis actually because of summers sitting at home with Wimbledon being the only thing on TV during the summer. So, you know, sports has, has been a, a big key to my life. 
uh, a lot as well as family because I can always remember a lot of family gatherings with uh, whether it be Fourth of July when I was a kid, everybody coming to my house. Um, let's see. Well, not my house, of course, my fingers house. But, um, of course, Thanksgiving with all the, uh, you know, going to people's houses, going to my uh, my, cousin, my 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 aunt's house. And I just remember all of those gatherings of different places where you went on different holidays and just family. So those things are, I would say, those are the biggest things I could say that, that you know, kind of influenced me growing up as family and sports on, on, the, on the, just uh, those two things, definitely. All right, you are a uh, native Nashvilleian. Now, I've been here for years, and say that I'm just moving in as a transplant. So if you were to pass along to me one place that I need to visit that that it's not really popularized, and you say, that's the place you need to go, what place would that be? Wow. Uh, let's see. Um, I would say Buchanan Street. I'll tell you why. And that's North Nashville, 37208. Uh, I know plenty of people will say, uh, why do I need to go to Buchanan Street? And, of course, nationwide people will say, okay, that's a dangerous place to go because, right. you know, the, the stigma of 37208 and one of being one of the most incarcerated uh, uh, zip codes in America, apparently. But I don't think of it that way. I think of it as you've got Slim and Huskies there, which is uh, – which is basically a pizza place uh, that's owned by three black men that actually went to Tennessee State or that are from Nashville. Across the street, you have Willie B's. And then you got a little bit down the way, you've got Minerva, which is a, a kind of a speakeasy. All three are black owned businesses. And you have trenches there that's uh, kind of, with, you know, different color, tricked out shoes, clothing, things like that. It's owned by Titans uh, cornerback uh, Christian Fulton, I think it is brother, I believe. And, uh, you know, you just have a lot of history on that street. You go down further, you got uh, you got the fish place down the street. I mean, you've got a, uh, a vegetarian restaurant there that's Black-owned. It's just, to me, it kind of embodies the spirit of Black Nashville to me. So that's why I would say it would be the first place I would direct somebody to go. <laughs> have to learn to live with yourself before you can make a commitment of yourself to someone else. When you go to something that's already structured, like the church, I don't need to go in there thinking I'm going to pass it. It's like already one set up, you know what I'm saying? It, was, it just had everything, but I learned, you know what I'm saying? I, everything I did, I learned from. So we look forward to seeing you same time, same place. Know that we love you, God loves you more. Continue to stay safe, do the right thing, stay out of trouble. Conversation that informs a community. Brothers of Legacy. Every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. If you're looking for a sports program that gives you the flavor. Washington Commanders 
Really? This whole thing stinks to high heaven. That pulls no punches. Thuggish act by a thuggish actor. That gives you some humor. Praise everything LeBron does and never criticize it. If you want a show that gives you good times, then this is that show. BS3 Network proudly presents. I am Colt Johnson and welcome to Cole's Sports with a Z. Every Friday on Patreon and every Saturday on YouTube, Spreaker, and all other outlets. Writer and entrepreneur, <laughs> I love saying that about you, Mike Patton <laughs> joins us on Revelations, and he sufficiently opened the way for us, being the wonderful, hospitable guest he is. Uh, it's time to walk on something that Nashville knows a lot of. Uh, we're going to walk across the bridge to prosperity. <laughs> Now, this is where we link childhood lessons to adult application. And you, sir, are a football fan. I know you're a sports fan in in general, but you are a you are a football fan in particular. Uh, we talked about the Titans in the last segment, so that's the nearest NFL team in our area. However, that is not the team you root for. Uh, so, what is the team that you call the the one where you? sports wise live and die on on their success and why did you get drawn to them well i'll pre i'll kind of say ahead of time i do support the titans i hope they do well (laughs) and you know i i you know i do root for them of course and they're not playing my favorite team right with that being said my favorite team actually is the 49ers the san francisco 49ers are my favorite team growing up um, the reason why is because of one Jerry Rice. I wanted to be him when I was a kid. I wanted to catch passes like him and and run away from defensive backs and things like that. Unfortunately, growing up, I figured out, hey, I can't catch the ball like that. I can't break away from people like that. And I actually was a running back as a kid. And as I got older, I became more of a defensive player in terms of a defensive back and a safety. So, Kind of didn't work out the way I wanted, but, you know, that's the team I, I went with. That's the team I identified with. And, you know, I've literally been a fan since I was a kid. And now, no offense to the Titans. I love the Titans. hope they do well. Root for them. Because uh, when they do well, the city is also buzzing as well. But, right. you know, I, I, you know, 49ers have been my team since I was a kid. And, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, going to leave just like that, just because the Titans got here. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so it was Jerry Rice. All right. Of course, I knew it was the 49ers. I just did not know why. I was like, okay, what was the connection? Jerry Rice. And then I know, like I was, and you led me into my next question. Now, along with being a fan of the sport, you also played it. Uh, 
and you actually touched on the position you played. Uh, because when I learned that you actually played the sport, I learned that you were a safety. So uh, you also mentioned running back. So how long were your running back and how long were you a safety? Well, the running back days didn't last very long. <laughs> the running back days were when I was a kid all the way till maybe middle school. Middle school, I was a running back. And then when I got to high school, of course, wide receiver, defensive back in when I broke into actually starting lineup as a, in high school, that's when I, I, you know, I kind of primarily became a defensive back and really never touched offense again. Oh man! <laughs> uh, so you just got thrown onto the defense. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I, I've I've heard you talk about that side of the ball uh, and. And how you could break certain things, especially, of course, from the secondary positions. Uh, did you like playing defense or were you a frustrated offensive player playing defense? I actually enjoyed just playing in general. Uh, you know, playing defense was fine with me. I mean, that's where I, I probably had one of my um, my high school highlights. Uh, was definitely playing defense when I was in Alaska, actually playing the game my junior high school. Uh, we, we actually flew to play the state champion up there. And I picked off a pass and ran it back 50 yards. So that was uh, probably uh, my, uh, my my best highlight in terms of uh, an interception ran back for a touchdown. But, you know, I just enjoyed playing, uh, playing defensive back. It didn't matter to me whether it was offense, defense, whatever. As long as I was out there to help the team win and then be able to contribute and, and have fun, it didn't matter where I wanted to be. I wasn't a frustrated uh, offensive player playing defense. Not at all. Not in the least. Talk to me about the juggernaut that is the Brentwood Academy. Ah, okay. Well, when I went there, there was a, I mean, it was, it was definitely hard, you know, coming from where I came from, you know, you're playing at Yuna, Yuna uh, Bears, which, you know, that's where I played growing up. Uh, a lot of different people came out of there, like a Jalen Ramsey. Uh, right. A uh, King Dunlap, uh, Quentin Patton, my cousin. Uh, So a lot of different people have come out of there. So I ended up going to Brentwood Academy, and I started actually in sixth grade out there. Um, Seventh grade and eighth grade, I actually was, uh, you know, playing. And then my eighth grade year, of course, started uh, started one of the running back positions. Then, of course, got to high school. And high school – I'm looking around, you know, this team's the number three team in the nation and finished the finish the season number three team in the nation. And I'm right. practicing against these guys every day. Right. So you can't help but get better playing against that type of competition. Now I could have went somewhere else. Now for those that aren't aware, Brentwood Academy is a private school here in uh the Tennessee area. But basically you know, I could have went somewhere else. I could have went to a public school, and I probably would have started probably from freshman to sophomore year on. But I went out there, and I was challenged a lot more. And with being challenged a lot more, it allowed me to come, to grow and to learn, hey, you got to work for this. you got to definitely work for what you want out here, and it's, nothing's going to be given to you. And, of course, eventually junior year, it happened. I, I – uh, Got into the starting lineup and definitely did all that I could to uh, stay in that starting lineup as well. It wasn't going to be, I just stay there and nothing happens. No. Right. 
Now, earlier you mentioned that your father stressed to you uh, sports being the gateway to the education path to go to college. So you moved to Martin, Tennessee. Now, why is that significant? (laughs) Ah, that is the place where I grew up in terms of my boy to a man because I was two and a half, three hours away from my parents going to college, playing college football. Mm -hmm. So I will tell anyone that, 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 you know, knows me that you ain't, uh, that that UT Martin wasn't necessarily my first choice of where I wanted to go to school. Okay. I did want to go to Tennessee state university. Yes. However, things didn't necessarily work out that way. I won't kind of get into that story, but it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. I did want to go there first. However, it worked out the way it was supposed to uh, with me going to UT Martin and just developing into who I was now because I think I needed to go away from my family to develop into uh, the next uh, the next level of who I'm going to be. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So you said that you, and I understand this lesson, uh that uh, University of Tennessee Martin took you from a boy to a man. Uh, what things about you as a developing man did you learn while you were there? Well, learned a lot of different things. I uh, learned to not, uh, the funniest thing I probably would say is I learned not to, uh, you know, ever uh, dismiss the value of having a mom that actually washes clothes at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Because I definitely was doing that, and I didn't know what I was doing my freshman year. And I'm like, uh, what do I do with this, this, and this? So I'm calling home. And, of course, the, the the laundry room is in the basement. So you have to go upstairs, talk on the phone, then go back downstairs, and then come back up. You know, So I'm basically running up the stairs, <laughs> up and down the stairs, oh, trying no. to finish, figure out how to wash my clothes. Then, of course, how to handle money how do you stretch money to figure out, Hey, I'm going to eat this day, this day, this day, and this day. This was uh, during the summertime trying to figure this, those parts out for the most Ooh. part, because you know, you had the cafeteria right. uh, during the year, but summertime, if you're going to summer school, no, nah, no, nah, you gotta, uh, you gotta figure out how you're going to get money. One, secondly, you got to figure out how you're going to stretch that money. And then of course, you know, learning how to cook, learning, uh, well, learning some semblance of how to cook, I should say. Right. I, I'm not the greatest cook in the world, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, learning some semblance of how to cook, directions, all those different things. I mean, some directions, of course, you know, some stuff you knew growing up as a kid, right. but just it kind of took it to another level in terms of decision making and all those different things and what you're going to stand for and what you're not going to stand for. That was all those things kind of started developing when I was in college. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And now you mentioned, like I said earlier, you mentioned that your father wanted sports to be the education pathway. Uh, how how long did you play uh, as a safety at the University of Tennessee, uh, Martin? Now, uh, just to give you a little background, I actually was recruited and they brought me in as a cornerback. <laughs> so, so it wasn't a safety. Okay. I ended, up, I ended up getting, you know, I ended up getting switched over to play safety. Uh, when I was, I played free safety some, strong safety some. So came in as cornerback, played free safety, strong safety some. And, you know, majority of my uh, contributions, I would say, to the football team was more special teams than anything. But, gotcha. you know, I definitely enjoyed it. But 
you know, that pathway there, I, I, I can never forget, you know, graduating up there. And I did play college football all my four years. So, by the way, but, you know, definitely was a learning experience. You know, I, I, a lot of uh, tough times in terms of fighting through times where you thought you were tired, but you may not have been as tired as you thought you were. And you found ways to push more. And like, I still take some of those lessons from uh, playing college football and thinking I'm going to pass out, you know, oh, give me an example. We had a thing called County Fair. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, we're going to go see the County Fair. You know, in my mind, I, I had no idea what County Fair was. <laughs> no, no, no. County Fair was about eight drills. You're going to do these drills, and you're going around all these cones doing this until the coach decides to blow the whistle, and you got to run to the next station. You know, no, I, that do one, that drill. Ooh. <laughs> that, that was uh, – that was rough. That was rough, you know, but, you know, and of course, you know, at times you thought, how am I going to make it? How am I going to do this? But, you know, those lessons on the field, I would say, propelled me into some of the other things that I've done and, and kind of, you know, at your, at your darkest and deepest times, you can kind of pull on those kind of experiences. with Mike Patton on the other side discouragement sorrow distance your arguments cause damage to your family the hurt leads to divorce you feel like there is nowhere else to turn but there is hope for you that's where we come into play there is an overcomer that lives inside of you One ready to take on the world as you leap for joy, living in victory. You'll grow to love yourself and others. There's life after divorce, and you can claim it today. Get over divorce, where your new story begins here every Thursday on YouTube and Spreaker. Alicia. You can't hold somebody to that standard if you haven't voiced what you want and what you're needing from that. Mika. If you're not communicating expectations, you're waiting for your feelings to be hurt. Nicole. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to take the time out to be alone and to get themselves together. Ivan. You got to be willing to work through stuff. And from the jump street, y'all done had problems. Maybe you don't need to be working through those. BS3 Network proudly presents... Queen 3 and King Podcast. Live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Writer, and we haven't talked about the writer part yet. We are going to talk about that soon. <laughs> Obviously, former football player and uh, entrepreneur and uh, talking head. Yeah. <laughs> my Patton <laughs> joins me on Revelations, and this is my brother. We're just having, having fun, as brothers do. Uh, you have sufficiently opened the way. You walked across that bridge. Now it is time 
to dive behind the purpose. Now, in the Bind of Purpose, this is the reason why we function the way we do. So you have talked endlessly about your love of sports, football in particular. But I knew you as a prolific writer. I think that's the best word I can use. Uh, <laughs> when did you know that you were going to be a writer? Honestly, I never thought I'd ever be a writer. I actually hated writing <laughs> growing up. Hated it, did not ever want to do it, almost flunked my senior year of high school because of it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I never thought ever I would be writing a sentence, let alone (laughs) articles. Oh, my gosh. Sentences. (laughs) That is hilarious, man. All right. So, all right. When did you... When did you come to this, uh, I guess, come to Jesus-ish moment that, yeah, I think I'm going to make a pretty good buck with this? Honestly, you know, that that didn't happen until maybe a little later on in the journey, I would say. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as starting writing, Mm -hmm. um, it happened. uh, And I've told this story on on other places as well. But Mm -hmm. um, it didn't start until my, my wife, actually. But my wife actually was my fiance at this point in time. We were mm-hmm. driving back from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I can't remember exactly what I heard on the radio, but I heard something on the radio and I kept was like, I, I can do that. I can do that. I mean, anybody can do that. It just was so frustrating that it just whatever article or piece they were talking about, it was 92 9 the game I was listening to. We were driving back from Atlanta here to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I hear is, well, why don't you do it? course that's my wife telling me or my fiance at the point in time telling me that hey why don't you do it then so it started out as a Sounds basically like a there. personal challenge <laughs> so that is what's the birth of me ever writing anything you all can thank my wife <laughs> and we will talk about that wonderful wife of yours uh, later on in this particular segment uh, because I had a figure, I had a, I, I figured that she had a huge hand in how your journey has progressed to where it is now. Uh, so we, we talked about your football journey. You actually said that you, well, you played, uh, you played um, prominently in high school. You played all four years at college. Were you ever considered a pro prospect? No, I was not considered a, a pro prospect. Uh, I know I had teammates. They definitely were being looked at, but mm-hmm. you know, as far as me, no, I, I was not considered a pro prospect, and and I kind of understood that more as I, I continue to, uh, you know, kind of grow, go through my college years, and you know, I'm getting to my sophomore, junior year, and I'm understanding, I'm I'm not probably not going to be a pro prospect, and I, I, I'm cool with that, and coming to grips with that is a big thing that you have to do. You can't necessarily be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. But when you kind of understand where you are and what you've done and kind of that you've achieved the, the first mission that, that was set out for you, then you, you think it makes things a little bit easier to kind of maneuver along. 
you mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned your wife, who was your fiance at the time, who gave you a wonderful, loving nudge to go into the world of writing. <laughs> so how huge of a role has your wife and even your daughter later on in your journey uh, played in the motivation to create and to write and to and to do what you're doing even now? Honestly, uh, I would say probably in the writing part, as I got started, it was kind of all me at that point as I got kind of into it and motivated because the stories just kind of took over and I'd be thinking of them like every day and like, how can I get this out? And, mm-hmm. and they'd become a two, three, four stories a day. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to get this out? I'm going to do this and scheduling it, all those type of things. Um, now with the scheduling it and kind of managing my time, I would say my, my wife has definitely shown me a few things there, definitely for sure. You know, because of course, if I don't manage my time well, it doesn't make the house go flow very well either. So, you know, that's where that's where I, I kind of, you know, figured a few things out and uh, well, and still, you know, of course, to this day, still working to figure things out. As far as my daughter, mm-hmm. um, to me, I wanted to show her that, that you could uh, do things and you could grow and you could, you know, do the things you want to do. You put in hard work, you uh, focus on what you need to focus on. Uh, that you can be what you want to be, or you can say that you've done all you can to do what you want to do. And, you know, that's what I, I wanted to uh, show her and be an example of. And also with the, the people that I bring on, I particularly do bring on a lot of black women on my show. Yeah. And the particular reason I do that is because one, I want to lift up black women. And, you know, because, you know, black women in sports, you know, there's a lot of, of dope black women out there that are doing Cole. great things. Cole. Great things. Ooh, Cole. And, you know, yes. And I wanted to, you know, celebrate them and put them out there and it'd be like, hey, they're holding their own out here. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I, I don't know why you're down and they're talking about they don't need to be talking sports because they can talk better <laughs> than a lot of fellas out here. So say that again. Yes. So oh. that's where I wanted to show her that, you know, definitely give her give her examples as well of people like she may not see it now or mm-hmm. even understand what I'm doing or what I'm showing. But, you know, maybe when she's older, maybe she she can see some of these things, see some of these videos and then understand these different images or people that you could potentially be right. or you could potentially look up to or be, mm-hmm. you know, use as mentors or, or anything of that nature. Uh, so that that's a, a lot of the motivation there as well. Yeah, I figured it was uh, that type of motivation because how you move, it, it isn't a, well, this is what I feel like doing only. Uh, I, I sort of had that feeling that you had an eye toward, all right, I, 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 these are some things, these are some checks I want to uh, put in the box, but I also want to show that, you know, there, there's some other examples out there where, uh, where you know the future starting with your, with your daughter uh, can see well yeah if you choose to be this you can be here's a wonderful example and a blueprint right here yeah totally understand that so did you entertain any other genre in writing besides sports well I, I still entertain it now actually to be honest uh, I actually do write some some non-sports stories and I have written some for the, uh, right. the Nashville Voice and uh, for right. the Tennessee Tribune as well mm-hmm. um, you know on business owners or people that are creating their own ways as well I, I've definitely done that 
Um, and also I do some creative writing as well. <laughs> I have uh, some uh, short story series I have done. I've done probably about mm, five, six of them uh, that I've done. Literally about mm, maybe 10 pieces apart in terms of like uh, 10 chapters uh, on, on all of them. And, uh, you know, that, that was something I, I would say that I started and, you know, definitely do a little bit of poetry as well. So I, I can write. A lot of different things, not just necessarily the sports, but, you know, the main thing that a lot of people know me for is sports, I will say. But, you know, I kind of call it, you know, the, the poetry and the short stories and those things. I kind of call that the alter ego. That's Jay Michael. That's right. No, it's not. That's not Mike. Oh, well, let me let, let, let me introduce <laughs> you correctly. I'm sorry. I give it up for Jay Michael. What was your initial goal as a writer? Honestly, my initial goal was, hey, I'm going to write and I'm going to get somewhere big and famous and, and I'm going to be able to write for a living. That was my initial goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, of course, I picked up podcasting and, you know, mm-hmm. those different things, too. So mm-hmm. I really, you know, I, I'm following uh, what, what God is, is, is laying out for me. To be honest, uh, you know, I, I have different goals and things that I want to make, like, uh, like you know, potentially doing this for a living would, would be an ultimate goal for me. Um, you know, but, you know, of course, doing what I do during the day and, and doing the writing is, is something that, you know, I definitely balance and, and want to, of course, keep going. Um, you know, ultimate goal would, would be definitely be to do this for, for a living. Yes. And be, be able to do different lanes for a living, I should right. say. Not necessarily just be a sports writer or a sports podcaster or a producer or, you know, or anything of that nature behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. also be able to kind of get the creative writing out and, uh, you know, maybe maybe flip a, a couple of these uh, short stories into, into actual screenplays or something. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, totally. I can see you doing that. Oh, man. Okay, so. The biggest aspect that I know about you, I know you're a family guy. I know you have a lot of interests in a lot of different lanes and you love sports. That's definite. God is extremely important to you. So when did your walk with Christ begin and how has it progressed since then? Well, I will say that my my walk actually... I mean, like anybody, it's not going to be the straightest of paths. It's going to go all over the place. It's just part of it. Um, You know, of course, as a kid, that's literally, you know, going to church every Sunday. Baptist church is where I grew up in. Spruce Street Baptist Church for those in in Nashville. That's where I grew up. Um, Of course, you know, I went there. My mom would make sure I was there every Sunday. (laughs) Got in the, you know, of course, you know, you have the Easter suit on Easter Sunday, those different things. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, growing up, that was that was, you know, heavily, heavily pressed upon me that, hey, you know, without him, you know, not not a lot of these things are possible. Um, Went to college, didn't really go to church a ton in college, so kind of lost a little bit of the going to church and, and understanding of why I, you need to go to church or why, you know, mm-hmm. why I felt I needed to go to church, I should say, because right. you know, of course everyone feels a different way about how their walk is. And I'm not judging anybody else's walk, exactly. but you know, in, in college, I, I literally was Sunday was sleep day. 
basically. So, you know, I never really went to church, never really got involved. I did for a second, I'll say I did. But other than that, never really went to church very much. Came back home, took a little while to get back into it. Didn't really get back into it quite like I, I, I really probably should have. And then, of course, I meet my wife. Of course, we start going. She's like, she started inviting me, inviting me to go to church because I knew, I knew God was very important to her. Right. So she'd invite me to go to church. And one Sunday turned to two Sundays, turned to three Sundays, four Sundays, whatever. Of course, we get engaged. And I actually ended up joining the church that uh, she was actually a member of. And, you know, I, I, I kind of would say that he's grown more important in my life as I've known her one and then as i've known him and then as i've grown as a man and a human being he's definitely become more important and a little bit more of a center and i've got a little bit more understanding that without him not a lot of things are possible right back with more Mike Patton. This is Revelations. This is a BS3 Network presentation. If you're looking for serious panel discussions, then you've come to the right place. At least one episode out of every three months, we will bring different individuals and get a better understanding of the world around us. 90 minutes of scintillating conversations surrounding life-altering topics is on the menu. Join your host and moderator, Cole Johnson, as he sets the proper conversational table. It is the place where safe spaces come to learn and enjoy. Revelations, the panel. Discussions with a purpose. talk but i don't have anything to talk about yet i'm getting there life is for the living we're not here that long you can learn anything you want to learn without any money spent what do i really enjoy what do i really want out of life i am your host w-i-z-e are you in a life holding pattern well this is for you welcome to the stuck in my mind podcast Watch these interviews commercial free? Well, now you can. Revelations is on Patreon. Become a patron today. Writer of so many different lanes and entrepreneur and, as I said, talking head earlier, uh, Mike Patton joins me here on Revelations. Uh, He has opened the way. He's walked across that bridge. He has given the reasons as to why he does what he does. 
Now, though, it is time to bring all of that to light. Now, all of us shine in a unique way, and that's why we say bring the light. And (laughs) if I were to mention the letters NABJ or National Associated Black Journalists, what comes to mind? Uh, Opportunities. Um, You know, one one thing that, uh, you know, I never really knew about NABJ uh, when I started writing. No one ever really talked to me about it, but one particular man, uh, he definitely uh, mentioned it to me. And, uh, you know, Gitan Ward, uh, rest in peace, Gitan, um, definitely was a a person that kept talking to me about it. He actually went to the same church I did oh, wow. uh, when I when I joined uh, the church that my wife went to. Um, he would talk to me about it and, you know, I, I would hear him, but I really wouldn't kind of take it super seriously. But. You know, eventually one day I was like, okay, cool. Well, I need to go to a meeting. So I went to a meeting and I just, it just opened my eyes to the different people that are in Nashville doing different things, the different black media mm-hmm. here. And to me, you know, it, I was like, okay, at that point I was like, okay, yeah, I need to join because I can learn some things and grow here and then maybe be a part of helping someone else grow or helping someone else's journey uh, as well. So that's uh you know opportunity to grow within the business but opportunity to grow as a human being and help someone else as well you talked about being a freelancer and i actually got a chance to get to know you because of one of these freelance opportunities uh and this freelance opportunity was the mutual tie that we have to the three point conversion family. So what opportunity did that vehicle present to you? Well, it presented me to uh, kind of open up the door to, you know, do a little bit more Titans work, uh, kind of, uh, you know, elevate my profile and just to allow me to, to just do a little bit more Titans work and, and elevate my profile as well, as, as well as right with a friend. <laughs> because uh, of yeah. course the the you know three point conversion those those my guys so oh, yeah you know so that kind of opened the door to being able to write with uh, friends and, and family and, and being able to help out in that aspect yeah yeah and yeah shout out to my man Mister Controversy yeah I missed you okay I'm sorry uh... <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> Another one of the friends, it's another, another mutual friend of ours, uh, you have uh, written with her, you've done coverage with her, especially in a most recent Super Bowl. Uh, she has been a guest on your show, and so have I. So what made you want to literally tour the AFC South? <laughs> Honestly, uh, looking at, you know, I, I kind of uh, kind of looked around and, you know, I, I live in Nashville, of course, and I see the Titans games. I looked around and, of course, when I'm not getting a Titans game. I get a Colts game, a Jaguars game, or a Texas game. So right. I'm seeing all these teams anyway. 
and I'm here and I'm like, okay, nobody's really tapped into this market. So why not create a show? Why not talk about the ASC South and bring the ASC South to people across the nation as opposed to just trying to hear, let them hear about it in media? Why not let me bring it? Why not let me talk about it? Why not let me be the voice for it and represent it uh, in that way and talk about it and kind of give people the inside of that division as opposed to the the fluffy layer that some people may see? Mm. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Totally agree, considering that I am a fan of one of those teams in the AFC South. I totally understand that. And uh, you earlier talked about the purpose of why you have some of your guests. Karita uh, Parks is one example. Tarika Foster Brasby is another. Uh, what have you discovered in finding these jewels with women <laughs> who could probably talk any average guy under the table <laughs> with the sports knowledge that they carry? Well, I didn't discover anything necessarily that I didn't already know that there are some brilliant black women out here talking yes. sports. I mean, you yes. could throw Nashina Quick, Bash Die Hurt, oh, you could throw Renee yes. Washington, Ashley Baker. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of very talented black women yes. that can talk sports. And not only talk sports, but talk people under the table talking yes. sports. So. 100%. You know, that that, um, you know, that didn't learn anything I didn't already know. I just was kind of bringing it to the world that, hey, mm. these black women can, are doing their thing and you need to recognize them and respect them. Yes, sir. <laughs> 100. You being the wonderful gentleman you are, you like to shine light on others. But now it is, looks like it's time for the light to be shown upon you. So you made an appearance on Brother from Another, uh, Mike Holly and Michael Smith, and absolutely showed out, sir. I mean, I, I, I will say that to you, brother to brother, you showed out on that show, on that appearance. Uh, how was the experience? I'll, I'll go there. I mean, it was honestly surreal to me, <laughs> be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I jumped in, you know, of course, you know, we were, we were doing it, you know, uh, via online. And, you know, before I go on, of course, I, I got in there a few minutes early just to right. uh, make sure that I was in there and everything was set up good and good to go. Right. And they jump on the screen, both of them, Michael, Holly and Michael Smith. Mm -hmm. And they, hey, how you doing? This, 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 uh, you know, hey, just be comfortable, be yourself. Remember, hey, you're the guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. they really just tell me I was like, huh? But <laughs> So, you know, and from there, you know, they literally were like, hey, you know, let's, you know, basically talked about the AFC South and, mm -hmm. and kind of gave me the floor, which I mean, I will say I did get one thing wrong with, uh, you know, the Trayvon Walker and the and the uh, the Trayvon Walker thing. I did get wrong. I, I did think that they would go <laughs> a different direction. However, the Jacksonville went with Trayvon Walker and, you know, for what I hear about them, they made the right decision. Yeah. Um, but you know, other than that, I think I was pretty spot on with a couple of different things. Maybe had the Houston uh picks flip flopped, but I did definitely have them pick an offensive tackle and a defensive back or defensive impact player. All right, so all of what you have done and all of what you're doing now, what is next for you? 
honestly, I, I would love to know that, but you know, <laughs> but uh, as as far as that, just uh, continue to grow the podcast, which I'm on. What I think episode eighty will be next week. Eighty and eighty one will be next week. Which you know, for those that know me, I probably fall started on a uh, podcast. I don't know how many times. So this for this one to make it to eighty episodes next week. That's uh, an achievement itself. For you to make it to 10 episodes was great for me. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is, uh, you know, something I want to continue to grow, continue to uh, kind of evolve the podcast, continue to write and continue to grow that aspect and, and maybe kind of go down a few different lanes. Uh, you know, of course, with producing a podcast now, you know, for those that, that I've said this on social media, when you produce your own podcast, I think you need to call yourself a producer as well. Don't get on there and call yourself just a, uh, I host a podcast. No, 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 no. You're shortchanging yourself. Don't want to enter your podcast producer and podcast host as well. You host and produce your own podcast. Don't say you just got out there and you did a podcast. No, no. But yeah, maybe going into the uh, producer aspects potentially and kind of growing that, that lane as well. I mean, We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, you know, don't know what the future holds because, you know, if you say you've got a certain plan, you know, uh, a certain guy is going to uh, laugh at you and show you the plan he has for you. So, you know, that's that's you basically I'm just trying to listen and take the lessons and continue to evolve and grow in the lane that he has provided me. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And, and thank you, sir, uh, for bringing Yourself and your plans to light. As I've been taking the task, <laughs> podcast producer and host, <laughs> uh, talking head and writer, prolific writer in many different genres, Mike Patton, join me here on Revelations. And this is the time where we are plug tuning. That's right. Just like De La Soul, similar thought process. And this is where I get to sit back and allow the guest to plug whatever in this case, his heart desire. So uh, whatever you want the people to know where they can find you, the floor is yours. Well, first and foremost, you can find me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. Um, of course, you can find me on uh, doing the NABJ uh, Sports History in Black. I do that uh, Monday through Friday on uh, website there and of course it's uh if you look it up it's sports history in black is the segment and it's nabj news and views is the name of the site um as far as uh you know freelance work you can catch me in the tennessee tribune also the nashville voice and as far as podcasting world you can catch me producing and hosting touring the asc south uh shows usually drop thursday and saturdays and uh you never know what guest will pop up next I'm going to tell you that the next uh, guest I will probably have, a lot of people are going to know. 
So I'll just leave it at that. Not going to say too much about it. I'll probably let people know pretty soon, but you know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) But yeah, you can find me on all listening platforms as well. Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, let's see. iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, I'm missing one. No, no, I think I got all of them. <laughs> well, I will be looking forward to that uh, that episode because I know it's going to blow everybody's minds when you do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the one, the only, the irrepressible, the incomparable Mr. Mike Patton. Thank you, sir, for joining us here. I appreciate the time and I appreciate your knowledge. Well, thank you for having me. It's always uh, a great opportunity to, uh, you know, I guess talk sports and uh, I guess talk about me a little bit, even though I probably don't do that a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's always good, though. I appreciate it, man. It doesn't look the same to every individual. However, you immediately recognize it once someone achieves it. That's what I see in Mike. In private conversations, we've talked about how we'd make an impact in the content game. There's no question he's beginning to scratch the surface, and he's making waves in his own way. The Bible says, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Having the eyes of national media looking at your work means another level of success has come to Mike. His soft-spoken nature but his studious mindset is the combination sports journalism needs. Success is beginning to reach Mike's doorstep and it honestly couldn't happen to a more deserving human being. Many thanks to Mike Patton for giving us his perspective on life, which was sports and writing and many other things. And why don't you join us every Tuesday on YouTube or even live with certain shows as well? This is where you will get a different perspective and a different person sitting in the guest chair each and every week. For changing the world one conversation at a time, I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been... Revelations. Thank you for tuning into Revelations. To download this episode, go to Acast and type Revelations. For apparel, go to Spring and type Revelations. Music by Lakey Inspired. Inspired.